why shouldn't people like ourselves be able to enjoy the show just as much as anyone else kind of thing and you know be part of that experience be part of the audience like front row seat hello and welcome to the disability download brought to you by pan disability charity leonard cheshire i'm erin o'reilly and on this podcast we respond to current topics share stories and open up conversations about disability hi everyone and thanks so much for tuning in So, festival season is very nearly upon us, and there seems to be so many great options for festivals these days, both in the UK and abroad. So, on this month's episode, my colleague Josh Reeves, who is a big live music fan himself, catches up with rap artist Crazy Legs to talk all about accessible festivals and music events. So, Crazy Legs is a rap artist, drum and bass MC, and electronic music producer based in the Southwest, and he's also an ambassador for Lena Cheshire. Now, he's no stranger himself to the festival scene, having played at events like Boomtown in the past. So they have a really great chat about what they look for in music events. Crazy Legs shares some of his own experiences performing, and they also discuss what festivals and venues should be thinking about when it comes to accessibility and inclusion. So let's hear from them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Disability Download. Um, My name is Joshua Reeves. I'm the Campaign Support Officer for Leonard Cheshire. And today we've got a real special guest. Can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah. Uh, Hi, my name's Mark Humphreys, or also known as Crazy Legs. I'm a rap artist from Somerset, uh, well, Street in Somerset, which is near a little town near Glastonbury. And yeah, it's a pleasure as always to be joining you here. Thanks. Thanks, Crazy Legs. And... We are here today to talk about festivals. So I, I, I want to ask you, so what type of festivals do you go to and why do you like going to festivals? Well, my first major festival that I went to was Boomtown in, I think it was 2018. And again, uh, music's been a passion of mine since I was a really small child. I was lucky enough to be scouted at a smaller event. One of the Boomtown team uh, seen me perform and approached me and asked if I'd like to come along and perform. And yeah, that was my first experience of a festival, which <laughs> you can imagine was pretty intimidating. Yeah. But no, um, they, they were amazing and uh, they made sure I was really well looked after and it was a really good experience and things. So yeah, I, I go to all different types of events. So I love Boomtown just for its theatrical side and how it's all decorated and everything like that is very immersive again they're they're doing a lot to support uh, people like myself uh, artists with disabilities as well so yeah I do enjoy the uh, larger side of things to say the least (laughs) but um, no um, yeah the main main thing that I go to is things like Boomtown I've done NAST a couple times I'll be doing again this year which is an extreme sports festival based at the Bath and West Showground in Somerset. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get out and uh, <laughs> experience as much as possible. So, um, yeah, it's uh, usually the larger events that I really tend to enjoy. But don't get me wrong, I do enjoy like the smaller ones as well, which is like, you know, local pubs and things like that. I've played that before as well and um, yeah I try to get out and socialise and network with people as much as possible. Uh, that, that's good and have you ever been to like the big festivals like Glastonbury and performed there? 
Not Glastonbury, even though it's right on my doorstep, <laughs> it's always the one that's eluded me. I fingers crossed one day I'll be there. There has been talk about this year uh, I could possibly be going. When I first started out, before I started doing my uh, rap career, I used to host drum and bass, like MC basically. And uh, I've done a lot in Bristol in different nightclubs and things like that. So there is talks that uh, I might have a potential opportunity at Glastonbury this year doing that. So going back to me roots a bit. So, but fingers crossed. Yeah, um, I meant it's I see it on TV every year and well, every time it's on and, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was there. <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed one day it will be on the near horizon. <laughs> yeah. And, and with obviously festivals what what do you think the accessibility what what do you think of the of the access there and how can it be approved that's a great question boomtown as i said they they were amazing when i went i was obviously quite worried because i'd heard nightmare stories from friends that have gone things about you know people they've seen for example one of my best friends He's a bodybuilder, he's very big built, and uh, one year he had to help a lady out because her husband was in a wheelchair and they got completely stuck in the mud. It was really muddy one year, and he said this lady, her husband, had got stuck in the mud and she was trying to help get him out and couldn't do it. And my friend said, obviously, being a festival, everyone was pretty well inebriated and <laughs> was just walking past and leaving her to it kind of thing. So my friend had to go over and help and help get this chap out of the mud, getting, like, you know, freed. So, yeah, my first festival, I was very nervous that I was going to experience something similar, that I'd get stuck in, you know, me and my partner wouldn't be able to <laughs> cope kind of thing, but... Boomtown were amazing. They actually provided a special minibus that was adapted with the ramp and things uh, just to shuttle us around site. So, and uh, the driver gave me his personal mobile number when I got there and he said, anytime you need <laughs> a lift anywhere, basically give me a call. And yeah, they were amazing. Uh, I couldn't ask for enough. But I think a lot of the other festivals could definitely learn a lot from what Boomtown do. Because uh, I know there's a lot out there that don't really cater as much to, you know, people with disabilities. Yeah, yeah. Do you go to festivals then as as well as being part of the audience, as well as being a musician? And yeah. what, what's your experience like there? Yeah, no. Um, For example, me and my partner, we went to an event back in October last year and it was called West West. Again, it's at the back of my showground. But that's more like, it's kind of like a large indoor rave kind of thing. <laughs> so it's about 10,000 people. But again, it's very crowded. And <laughs> I mean, that's my experience. I'm used to getting lost <laughs> in the crowds kind of thing. And then that, that's it. We end up in our spot and we kind of stay there because <laughs> I've got no chance. I either fight my way through and find a spot and I'll stay there. Or otherwise, yeah, I'll be right at the back of the arena. And Again, that's something else I found from attending events and festivals, like you said, viewing platforms and things like that. I've noticed a lot of the time viewing platforms are quite far back from the stage. Uh, I mean, they've got amazing views, but if you're like <laughs> myself and things and like to be in the thick of it, you know, um, interacting with the crowd and everything like that, I mean, if you're on a platform at the back, you do you feel segregated a little bit almost. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that I've noticed that I'd love to see changed is maybe the viewing platforms brought forwards a bit and, you know, just in the crowd a bit more so you feel like you're part of it just as much as anyone else. Yeah, definitely, because I, I go to different festivals to you. Um, uh, well, obviously, uh, I, I imagine so, because I'm more I'm more into metal. I love hard rock and heavy metal music. And it's literally the platforms. I, I know exactly what you mean, because you just can't. You, you have to just focus on the big TV screen, because it's yeah. right at the back. It's not engaging with the band or with, or with the artists that you were seeing. And it makes you feel isolated from that experience uh, where yeah. we should be at the front or maybe giving that disabled person the option because I've been to quite a few venues now where they've said to me, oh, you can't go down to the front. I'm like, well, I don't want to go on the viewing platform. Has that happened yeah. to you where you've been wanting to go down the front? Yeah, again, I was... <laughs> Praising Boomtown here again, one of the security guards that was there, um, me and my partner, we were waiting to see uh, Jason Status perform. And uh, as you can imagine, there was a massive crowd building up and uh, it got to the stage where I couldn't even see the stage anymore. It was just people I was looking at. And my partner said, like, you know, would you like to get a bit closer kind of thing? And uh, we started trying to fight our way through the crowd a bit to make our way closer. And with that, one of the security guards seen that we were struggling to get through the crowd. And bless his heart, he come in literally parted people like the Red Sea. was just pushing people out of the way like, so I could get through. And yeah, he made sure that we got a lot closer. So yeah, there, there are good people out there that will assist when <laughs> sometimes. But I mean, I think I was lucky. And like you said, it's, it's a complete nightmare to get anywhere near the front otherwise and you know i think it should be resolved because why shouldn't people like ourselves be able to enjoy the show just as much as anyone else kind of thing and you know be part of that experience be part of the audience like front row seat <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what it's it's like i remember after while going to my first festival after the pandemic, I was like, I want to go down to the front to see Creator because it, it was one of my one of my favorite bands, and um, and I just wanted to get down there because I was like, I've missed music so much during the pandemic, and I just wanted yeah. to live that experience. And that there there are like people that generally move and they to the front, but like like I said, in in a it depends on the venue and they could be kind of funny um sometimes yeah um yeah especially staff and stuff uh how great is the staffing of festivals where when you perform as well like how like you mentioned about a guy get uh helping you get a lift into into different areas across the yeah. festivals but uh, how can you give me some good and bad experiences on that as well some other ones yeah just like again going back to Boomtown and things like that. The last time I performed, I was on one of the larger stages and there was kind of a platform to get up. And when I got there, there were steps and obviously no ramp. And I thought, oh God, here we go. But they've always looked after me and a couple chaps actually come along and luckily I'm in a manual wheelchair. And <laughs> they kind of grabbed an end each and lifted me up and made sure that I got up there. So I meant, yeah, they're, they're very good at this always good people out there that will make sure you know no matter what that 
you'll get to do what you need to do kind of thing. But bad experiences, I wouldn't say I've had so much bad experience at a festival. More, It's more smaller venues and things, like indoor venues. I mean, there's a couple in Bristol, I won't mention names, but <laughs> uh, a couple bars and things like clubs like that have actually turned me away. I went to one of my friend's birthdays before a few years ago. And uh, I actually physically just got refused entry at the door. They said, mate, there's, there's no way you're coming in here with that. Right? And I was like, what? And basically, they just said that they basically called me a trip hazard. <laughs> they said that, uh, you know, oh, people would be falling over me. And they said, it's too dangerous. You can't come in. There's not enough space. So my friends started getting quite aggravated at that, as you can imagine. <laughs> and in the end, I said, look, it's fine. It's fine. I said, because I, I just avoid conflict if I can I meant <laughs> I just couldn't bother to argue with these security guards that were obviously quite shallow people and I, I just said look it's, it's not worth a hassle I said I'll just go somewhere else mate and my mates ended up coming with me and <laughs> we went to a different bar in the end but yeah there is some places out there that uh, I know it's happened to a friend of mine as well uh, who's got cerebral palsy and he's been refused entry from certain venues as well before because he uses an electric wheelchair. So, yeah, I, I'd say that was more on the bad side of things is, you know, there's a lot that can be done for accessibility in smaller venues as well as festivals and things like that. Yeah, I, I could just imagine, imagine you as well, like performing and then just needing the toilet and like there's no accessible toilet to the venues because... I went to a venue one time in Bristol and, and it was a very small venue and yep. they were like, we, it's accessible, but we don't have toilets. So how is it accessible then if you don't have toilets, disabled toilets? So I have to go in, I have to go into a, a pub to like access the toilet. And, and luckily that they were so friendly next door, this pub that they allowed yep. me to do that. But, but they could, I could have been like, they could have just said no because you're not buying a drink here. So yeah. that's that's how bad it is. And I'm and I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a musician, but as a musician, I bet that's always in your back of your mind going, whoa, I I might need a I might need to go yeah. to the bathroom after my performance. Yeah. Where where am I gonna go? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Again, it's funny, like you said, <laughs> Bristol. Um, uh, again, I heard of a nightmare story a few years ago about a similar case to what you experienced, actually. And someone went to one of the bar uh, clubs in Bristol kind of thing, and they were a wheelchair user. Like you said, they'd been, I think it was for a friend's birthday party or something like that, and they'd been planning it for a while. And um, they said when they arrived, uh, before they arrived, sorry, the friends inquired that, you know, is it accessible, the venue and things like that. And they said, yeah, yeah, it's all accessible and, you know, it should be fine, no problem at all. And then when this person got to that bar, they found out, like you said, that they didn't have toilets, accessible toilets at all. And they had to be escorted outside of the venue, like you just said, into a premises next door just to go through. And they had to go through a separate business just to access what toilet was out the back of this venue kind of thing. And that was their accessible, <laughs> quotation, accessible toilet. And it, like the person said, you know, you shouldn't have to be dragged out through a separate business just to use, you know, bathroom facilities. It was 
you know, almost like this person said they felt humiliated, you know, when I was reading about it. And I just thought, Christ, like, you know, something as simple as, like you said, just going to the toilet, you know, if, like you say, if I've been performing, I come off stage and I'm bursting for the bathroom, you know, I shouldn't have to wait to go out and be escorted around and shown, you know, into a separate building. Like you said, it should be there on hand, the same as anyone else, you know. If anyone else needs the toilet, they pop to the bathroom. It's that simple and it should be that simple for us too. Yeah, I was going to ask you about um, when when you get off stage and the, the access going through the back. What is backstage like? Is it accessible? And and what, what do you do? Because my friend recently became a musician uh, for the band yep. and he, he had to bring his own ramp and he couldn't even get into the backstage area. So... That's how bad it is. And have you got any experience with backstage? And and what would you, what would you like to see improved? Yeah. Um. Again, like you said, some ev- uh, events I've been to. My uh, well, one of my enemies is speaker stacks. <laughs> like you said, if it's a smaller <clears throat> backstage area, or sometimes the way it's all set up for the sound system and things like that. Quite often they'll have face bins, obviously quite front so they're close to the stage. And I've had it before where the speaker stacks have been that close to a pillar and things like that that I've not even been able to get through. <laughs> I've got stuck in, someone had to lift, lift me out of my wheelchair over through the speaker stack and then lift my chair through separately. So, yeah, that's not ideal. And, uh, again, other times it's usually ramped like the portable ramps you get they bring those out and they, they can be fun sometimes obviously you've got to get the whip right otherwise you're <laughs> dicing with falling over but no I've again Boomtown they've always been amazing they've always had made sure they've had ramps etc there backstage for when I need them but again I have been places where it's been nothing and the stage is raised and things and I'm like oh my god like kind of looking like how am I getting up there on my own kind of thing but luckily someone from the staff or someone even sometimes from the crowds uh like quite a few times I've had chaps from the audience come up seen me struggle and lift me up in my wheelchair and made sure that I've got up on stage no problem so it, it varies a lot but I think there's a lot uh, the main thing I'd like to see is just if an artist with disabilities is booked, like myself, that's a wheelchair user or something like that, that, you know, management just take that into consideration and try to maybe plan a little better. So like you said, things are in place before you arrive. So then, you know, it's just a smooth run through it's the same experience as it would be for anyone else. Because, yeah, it's quite frustrating when you get that far and you get to the stage and you're like oh well I can't even get on there now so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, I think as long as things are put into place for each individual individual artist needs then I think that's that's all they can do really and that would be an, a, a great step forward as it is <laughs> yeah well I'm glad that you you haven't bought your own ramp yet um because like I said I got a friend that's in the band and he have to bring his ramp everywhere. So that's the trouble that I think artists have well, when performing is that it's the scary bit as well. Because yeah. if I if I had a good voice and if I wanted to be an artist, then I would worry about, well, I can't be an artist because I can't get up on the stage. Yeah. And 
I bet that I bet you're more scared of that than actually getting up and performing in front of people. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it can be quite embarrassing as well sometimes. Like you said, if you you get all that way, all the way to the stage side, and then you know you can't do what you're there to do. Um, it, it can be quite frustrating and humiliating in some ways. You know, it's yeah, it's definitely frustration. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just feel like that the it, with it being like twenty now and stuff too, and that you would think that right there's artists out there that wants to perform let's make it inclusive as possible uh, that's the problem is that they're missing out on so many much talent with that being a, a disabled person that that wants to get into gigs and wants to watch gigs i struggle with ticket systems getting access to tickets going through food parties what what are the troubles for you with that, that and obviously well, I know that you're a musician, but when you go when you go out and and you experience other other bands as you were part of the audience, do you have trouble with the ticketing system? Yeah, again, it's always you know, for example, like some places offer free ticket for a carer kind of thing for assistance, and again, that can be an absolute nightmare. Regarding, <laughs> like you said, depending on which ticket system it is, some are better than others, but I've like you said, third parties, you've always got to drop an email or a phone call and then speak to this other person to, and then send proof that you are actually disabled kind of thing just to get your ticket. And sometimes that can be a nightmare and it's left, <laughs> left last minute and you're kind of scrambling for your tickets kind of thing. But I've been pretty lucky, uh, for example, that event that I said me and my partner attended in October I was speaking to them earlier on in the year and I just inquired about the ticketing system and whether they provide, you know, a carer's ticket, et cetera. And actually, lucky enough, they got back to me. I think it took a few weeks, but they got back to me in the end and they gave me and my partner a free ticket. So <laughs> we ended up going for nothing, which was a really kind gesture of them to do. But yeah, I've I've experienced it as well. Like you said, you're you're having to fight this third party to try and <laughs> sort out things that way. It can be quite frustrating again in having to prove your disability. It's quite in, intrusive on your personal side of things. <laughs> yeah, um, from a a gig goer, I, I guess that from my experience that it's really hard to like know the venue as well and to see whether you can actually get to the venue so I was booked yeah. tickets I managed to get through to the third party and then I'm like well I'm a wheelchair and they're like oh you can't get the steps so I guess for you as a musician that you struggle with a lot of planning beforehand to most of your like you've got you've got your set list to worry about you've got your yeah remembering your lyrics to worry about and your performance and and about lighting about the stage what it's going to be like but you also have to worry about steps also worry about mapping and getting there as a disabled yeah. person and did like is there a system that that you've got before you perform to make sure that it is accessible to your needs yeah usually google's <laughs> one of my best friends um i usually use google maps first thing to do is just check the venue if I can from Google Maps to see you know if it's a club or something like that to see 
the venue and if like what the main access is like that gives me the first step <laughs> you know uh, idea of what I'll be approaching because like you said it can be quite frustrating sometimes like you're saying about management of different venues or festivals and things like that when you inquire about accessibility sometimes the people you're speaking to aren't really educated on the subject and you know can give false in, information sometimes they can like we were saying earlier and say oh yeah everything we've got accessible toilets etc and they're, they're going from a idea in their head that's not realistic if that makes sense and i think the sooner they realize that everyone every person with a disability is going to be different is going to have their individual needs and i think they need to try and work out a system that you know they can approach people like you were saying beforehand and actually getting an idea of what that person needs or wants to know and actually provide accurate information so we can make an informed decision then around things and not be less last minute like you said scrambling like oh my god like you know i thought it was all okay and now, now i've turned up and i can't even get through the front door kind of thing so yeah google like i said is usually my best friend but again otherwise it's just talking to third parties and trying to explain the situation and having to go through all that so like you say it's an extra worry on top of everything else so <laughs> We are nearly out of time for this podcast, but before I go, before you go, is there anything that you would like to, anything else that you would like to say, like to mention? What, um, yeah. what gigs have you got lined up? Yeah, I've got Boomtown again this year, which I'm very excited for. I've missed them over the last couple of years. I'm running a DJ and MC workshop at NAS Sports Festival uh, this year as well. And fingers crossed, I'm waiting to hear about Glastonbury, so... That's another good one. And I'm sure I'll have a few more smaller events come up through the year. But I think one of the main things you touched briefly on earlier is just about the sheer amount of talent that's out there of people with disabilities like myself and things that get overlooked day by day by these festivals and promoters and things like that. And I think there's a lot more that can be done to represent artists with disabilities because from personal experience I've always had amazing facts from people and you know it's I've I've had people come up to me and you know say that they've got relations and use wheelchairs full time that won't even go to events like this because they're scared of getting trampled and things like that or that they won't be able to get around etc you know they say oh it's amazing you're here performing they would have loved to see you and I think things like that need to happen more often and from personal experience again it's usually I'm usually pushed to smaller stages at the side kind of thing it's, I think it's almost seen as like a novelty act like our oh, fair play they're having a crack at it kind of thing when you know really there's people out there that really have a talent and can put on a show just as much as you know Eminem, Jay-Z, anyone else out there or like rock bands like yourself you know I, I, I've seen the lineup for download this year and it looks incredible, like Kiss and things like that. You know, there needs to be more artists like that that are praised for what they do. For example, again, I used, my dad was a rocker and uh, I used to listen to like Queen and Death Leopard and things like that when I was younger. And I know the drummer from Death Leopard only having one arm, for example, and he was always an inspiration to me. I thought, wow, like what an incredible man. And Again, I don't think enough noise was made around him of what an inspiration he was and 
you know what he actually done for the music industry yeah and and that and that's what i mean is that it's it's mainly like hidden from from the news as well in terms of what disabled artists are out there because i listened to a death metal band called possessed yeah. and and this the vocalist uh, basically had a, a accident that led him to be paralyzed and now he's he always goes up on the stage in his um in his chair so i don't know if you've watched any performance performances by possessed yeah. but um but yeah it's just crazy to see a wheelchair on the stage and it shouldn't be like that though because for oh, me, yeah. it feels like, whoa, I can do that. Or, whoa, there's more people out there that can actually perform. Because, um, say I wanted to play guitar, I wouldn't want to know whether I could play the guitar. I would want to know whether I could perform with the guitar. Yeah. And that's the problem. Definitely, buddy. Uh, again, I think, that's, you know, it's one of the main things is just representation and just being thought of, you know, taking a few minutes to think extra of, you know, people in our situation would go a long way. And like you said, it can help inspire a lot of other people as well. And that, that's the main thing for me. You know, if, if if I can inspire someone else to go out there and do what they love to do, then, you know, my job's done because I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people encouraging me <laughs> when I was first starting out. So, I meant, yeah, I think a lot more needs to be done to, like you said, represent and, you know, give show other people that you know you can do this and you know it is possible it's, it's it shouldn't be shied away from and you know you should be center stage you know making noise as much as the next person <laughs> yeah before we wrap up can you can you please mention your social medias and where people could find your music yeah on social media i'm on instagram it's at crazy legs k-r-a-y-z-l-e-g-z same on Facebook. You can find me Crazy Legs page. All my music, it's on YouTube. Uh, again, if you just search Crazy Legs, it should come up, no problem. And I'm also on Spotify and uh, iTunes and all the other ma- major stores. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, been a pleasure and I can't thank you enough for it. <laughs> well, f- thank you for being part of the disability download and, and obviously. I I just I just look forward to seeing more disabled artists like yourself, and I'll check out I'll check out your music. I'm not saying it might be my cup of tea, mind. It's way out of my comfort zone, but I'll uncheck it out. Oh, and and be very open minded because it's not my type of music. But yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I actually it's actually great to see talent up there that is not pushed down because you, you would yeah. just keep on growing and growing and growing and i've seen that from your social media so g- good luck and and hopefully glastonbury if you if you're hearing this please like crazy like perform so that'd be great <laughs> Bye. thank you very much buddy take you take care thank yeah. you i don't know about you but that chat's really got me excited for a summer full of music and you know while it was great to hear about some of the good experiences they've had it was also really important to highlight some of those challenges as well and identify those areas for improvements that all events should be taking into account when planning. So we want to hear from you as well. Let us know if there's any festivals you've been to that you think are getting it right when it comes to accessibility. Which ones are you looking forward to? And who do you think needs to do more? Let us know by emailing disabilitydownload at leonardcheshire.org or contacting us on Twitter or Instagram at leonardcheshire. And I'll also put the links to Crazy Leg Socials on our Simplecast site, and you can check out some of his music from there as well. 
And as always, please do remember to like, share and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Until next time, I'm Erin and this has been The Disability Download.